0: We are halfway through the presidency of Joseph Robinette Biden, Jr., We're talking about more classified documents found at his house, found here, found there. Where's all this headed? Well, we'll speculate. Where's the country going under Biden's leadership? We'll look at several metrics, and you make the decision. That plus the news of the day and maybe even some football talk as I'm wearing my Chiefs hoodie from the year we went to and won the Super Bowl. All of that ahead on this episode of Dale Carter's America.
1: From the heart
2: of flyover country, he's not on the far right, and he's certainly not on the far left. Like you, he's somewhere in the middle. This is Dale Carter's America.
0: With Kurt Wheeler, I'm Dale Carter, and this is Dale Carter's America. Uh, You can get it everywhere you get podcasts, but again, we always recommend that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can see it on Rumble as well, uh, because we're going to, Kurt, have a lot of uh, clips today. And uh, one in particular isn't going to have anything under it other than some music and a very confused old man. So you definitely want to get, like, the the picture version of this, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, all of uh, Biden's facial expressions cannot be conveyed over audio alone. All right.
0: I want to thank our sponsors right off the bat here. Royal Roofing and Solar. If you are ready to uh, get a new roof on your house, if it needs it, maybe this spring is the time that you want to put the new roof on it. Maybe you want to consider solar. Uh, The folks at Royal, Austin Watterson, our friend there, um, they'll come talk to you about it and see what you can get out of it. and, And maybe... You can turn your house into its own utilities. Instead of leasing, you can own your utilities. Call Austin and get that started at 816 540 7057. That is Royal Roofing and Solar. Glad to have them. Cass County residents, really good friends of the program and uh, proud supporters of Dale Carter's America. Funhouse Pizza is on 50 Highway in Lee Summit and 7 Highway in Blue Springs. Jim Dingman is the guy there. And Jim Dingman, a loyal. Proud American, uh, retired Marine, uh, runs his place ship-shape. In fact, I saw a meme, and I sent it to Jim, about uh, pulling your pants up. I know he's big on that.
2: And he's, uh, he just made a post for at the Lee Summit location on Facebook. Three hours ago. Do not forget to drop off your name and telephone number in the gold box before Thursday for a chance to win AFC Championship game tickets. Wow! So there you go.
0: That's cool. So get to
2: Funhouse. What's he doing there? Showing off a little leg? (laughs) Yeah, he's showing a little leg. Oh, Jim! Oh, Jim! Don't do that. Um, Fifty. You 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 have to. You can't pull your pants down, but you can pull them up. I don't think that's
0: a good look. Uh, (laughs) Fifty Highway in Lee Summit, Seven Highway in Blue Springs. Funhouse Pizza, great pizza, cold beer. Cold, um, soft drinks, uh, a fun atmosphere. Take the kids, take the family. It's where we do the live events of Dale Carter's America, and we'll probably have one of those coming up uh, this spring at Funhouse Pizza. Uh, We also want to thank Bob Watson, who's been with us since the very beginning. When we started adding sponsors to this thing, he's helping us quite a bit here. And if you need uh, your homeowner's insurance looked at, Bob Watson's the guy you need to call. 816-229-7878. He sent me a checklist of some things that... Maybe you're not thinking about, that you need to think about, that you need uh, to get insurance for. Um, Nurses' professional liability. If you're in the nursing profession, you can add that to your homeowner's policy and protect yourself. A cyber event identity restoration, fraud loss. These are all things that are happening in America these days that you can insure uh, with Bob Watson. State Farm, surprisingly great rates, a terrific staff who will take care of you, 816-229-7878. Bob Watson, State Farm Insurance, uh, again, a proud uh, sponsor here of Dale Carter's America. And lastly, you know, we put him last because he's usually looking at the caboose. Um, that is Dr. Tarmina. <laughs> Hey, he has a great sense of humor. Dr. Mark Tarmina, Midwest GI Health in Lee Summit, serving all of Eastern Jackson County for GI services, mainly the colonoscopy. When you get to an age, Kurt, you need to have it checked. I mean, I've had it done. Um, And if you get polyps Maybe you got to come back in 5 years If you get a clean bill of health like I did Maybe it's 10 years Uh, But they'll take care of you At Midwest GI Health and Wellness Google rating 4.9 out of 5 stars For something like a
2: colonoscopy That is a great number 5 stars, best experience ever No
0: kidding 816-836-2200 And you can find them on the web as well At MidwestGIHealth.com If you are age 45 or older Maybe you put it off, get that thing scheduled, and let Dr. Taramina and his wonderful staff at Midwest GI Health in Lee Summit take care of you. All right, well, let's jump into this. Um, I, got, I, I was driving in one day last week, Curt, and I always try and catch the 3.30 national news, and uh, there was something about an active shooter in Evansville, Indiana, which is my hometown, at a Walmart. And my son, Nicholas, um, actually worked full-time at Walmart for many years. He has another job now, but he kept like one shift a month so that he could keep his employee discount and some other things like that. And, you know, the shooter was killed. And I thought to myself, well, you know, what are the odds that that was the one shift a month that my son, Nick, was working? Um, And I reached out to my son, Drew, who works third shift, and he said, no, um, Nick posted on Facebook that he's fine. I'm like, okay, fine. And then I talked to my mother later on in the day, and um, the story that I got was harrowing, Kurt. I mean, when you have kids, and you know, I've got four of them, and you think about your child in this situation, he was working at the Evansville Walmart when the active shooting thing went down. Mm. He had just clocked out, and um, he told me he walked by this guy after he'd shot a girl in the head. Wow. And he knew the guy. They had worked together, and the guy had been fired because he assaulted somebody at work, and Nick's thought was, wow, he came back to work because Nick loves everybody. Nick has a zero enemy list. Okay, Mm. He's the one kid I have who everybody loves, and it probably saved his life Mm. because the guy waved at him, and then he walked into the store toward the cops because he had uh, uh, written a suicide note. He was going to kill himself by cop. And so
2: he saw him outside of the store or inside, inside
0: the store? They had, they, uh, and they he had w-
2: already shot someone.
0: He'd already shot someone in the head, and he chased somebody out of the break room to shoot them as well, and he went right by my son. Wow. Now my son had did claw- they
2: not Did he not hear the shot? He how, didn't.
0: Well, he heard something. He was working somewhere in the back of the store, and he heard something. He thought it was a piece of equipment that backfired or something. Uh, so he heard two shots, yeah. but he didn't think that's what they were. Right. And then he heard active shooter alert, and he said they have those drills all the time. And he said, look, I just clocked out. I'm going home. Wow. And then he walks by this guy, and um, then that guy turned. And I don't know if we have – I sent you the clip on that, the, uh, the body cam footage of the officer. Did Do we have that?
2: No, I can look for it real okay. quick. Okay.
0: Um, because it's, it's just the, the officers were going row by row in the Walmart, right? And then they finally find the guy and it's just, I'm telling you what, it took my breath away knowing that,
3: that, box that have been clear. Yeah, I'm
0: going to mute it, uh, that my son basically walked right by that guy. I don't think that's it because it happened at 10 o'clock at night.
2: Oh, I see.
0: Yeah. So uh, we don't really need that, but j- just imagine you know, officers in tactical gear. There you go. They're heading toward it. So that's the lead officer, and you can see he's carrying his rifle out front. Mm-hmm. And as we follow this clip, he's going row by row, and there's a whole team. He's the lead man on the team. And at some point here, we're going to hear um, several gunshots, and then you're going to see these guys go into high gear, Um and again, this is the video version that you can see on the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I'll tell you right now, it's disturbing.
2: Look at that? Right here. It's crazy with the body that. cam footage and everyone having cell phones and stuff. It's like all of these things, like, are uh, you can watch them, you know, in, in real time. It's pretty nuts. As I recall, this is a fairly long clip. Yeah. Um, but
0: they're just walking row by row, and there are customers in the Walmart at this time yeah. too.
2: And I'm going to take it off because I don't want us to get pulled from YouTube, but you can go watch that. I don't yeah, know. go
0: because ultimately they're going to hear the shots, they're going to see the man, and they're going to tell him to drop it, drop it. He's going to fire at them, and then it's going to be like a shooting gallery there. Now, President Biden wouldn't approve of that because they think you – know, President Biden thinks you ought to like, shoot him in the leg, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said that multiple times. Here's one example. Policies to emphasize de-escalation. We have to retrain cops as to... Why should you always shoot for de- with deadly force? The fact is... One if person you applauds. To your weapon, you don't have to do that. And look, to call a fresh approach to recruit weapon, you don't have to do that. And look... I think you did, yeah. Weapon, you don't have to do that. Had a
0: little chicken and for lunch there. Look,
1: your weapon, you <laughs> don't have to do that. And look... You call no, a fresh approach to recruit, and how we recruit, how we hire, how we train, yeah, how you we Yeah, you got another clip, reten- too. I mean, yeah. this is
0: his, this is, he goes, and that's from the National uh, Action Network, right? And we're going to get to
2: more clips from yeah. that later on. Here's him saying the same thing a couple you days You know, later.
1: when I was coming up as a kid, you know, cops were learned, to, you know, required to learn or, to shoot to kill. Well, you ought to be able to shoot to stop. You know, everything shouldn't be in the extreme. A, so the way we train police officers is changing. Hmm. Yeah.
0: He's an absolute shit for brains. I mean, coming from a cop household, that just offends me like you wouldn't believe, because it, it shows absolutely no understanding of what happens in the cop experience. I mean, put him at the front of that group there, uh, going into the Walmart, running to the danger to a guy who wants to commit suicide by cop, who's going to spray those cops with bullets. Oh yeah, wing him, shoot him in the leg. You know, as a parent whose son walked right by that guy. Uh, My kudos and thanks to the Evansville Police Department for the work that they did. And I just, uh, this guy is president of the United States, and he does not understand. I mean, he's the chief executive, right? He's the top cop, if you will, of the United States, and he doesn't understand because the man has never run anything as important as a hot dog stand. I've said that before, and it's true. He's never done anything. The first executive job he ever had was president of the
2: United States.
0: Now, how's that working out?
2: Not good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not only a lack of understanding and respect for the cops, but just a lack of understanding and respect for, like, self-defense generally. I mean, I guarantee you the people that are trained to protect Joe Biden are not trained to shoot in the leg.
0: Well, I think that's the pilot program. He should, you know, anybody that wants to take a shot at Joe Biden, the Secret Service should, you know, shoot him in the leg. Yeah. Yeah, they should
2: carry carry mace instead of guns. Rubber bullets. Yeah, see how that works. Rubber bullets.
0: Yeah, Joe, you try that out, and then you let us know how that works out. You know, something that I didn't put in the notes for today, but just kind of like a side rabbit hole that we can go down here. He talks about training cops and all that, right? Um, And the training center in Georgia is at the heart of all the violence that happened in Atlanta over the weekend. You know that, right? you got a bunch of thugs who – and it's not racist because all of the thugs who who created the carnage in Atlanta were all white. They're young white kids who came into Atlanta from out of state, and they created all this mass hysteria in Atlanta. And it all comes down to they were protesting at a training site for police officers to get more training that Joe Biden wants – and you know they took a shot at him, so the police shot back. Yeah, and then this is the carnage that you that you're seeing on the video here that happened in Atlanta. And you know there are people on the left who think it's racist to even notice. And then it's like, oh, they were white kids that did this. Oh, yeah. Well, that's an act of
2: terrorism.
0: Act of terrorism.
2: <laughs> They're probably Trump voters. Well, They're, they did arrest uh, a bunch of people, but yeah, they, they were did. all white. They all were all, all white. That, that they, arrested. they were all young white people, yeah.
0: like twenty somethings. You know. Yeah. the hell is this country going hell in a handbasket and then you got alec baldwin is alec gonna go to jail um i don't know what do you think well i mean you know he's hollywood connected um he does have that video uh, interview that he did where he said he didn't pull the trigger yet the fbi has looked at the gun and they've analyzed it and realized single action right it's a single action single action revolver yeah Uh, The only way the gun went off is if somebody pulled the
2: trigger. Yeah. Again, a single-action revolver, uh, if you're not familiar with how it works, you have to pull the hammer back, and then you have to pull the trigger. So uh, single-action is referring to the trigger mechanism. So it requires very deliberate uh, operation in order to fire. It doesn't just go off by itself. Yeah.
0: So there you go. I stand behind Alec Baldwin 100%. Standing in front of him is too dangerous. And then here's another one for you, too. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Alec Baldwin. So nice. That's awesome.
2: I couldn't help myself.
0: Yeah. Then to Southern California, what's going on with Asian on Asian crime? There's two of them now. You know, we had one over the weekend. There was another one yesterday, and that older Asian gentleman is in custody, and I understand he's cooperating with the authorities. Why are older Asian men shooting Asians in California?
2: I don't know. I mean, I think uh, if you look at statistics like a uh, violent crime by race, most violent crime is committed within communities. So, uh, I mean, most Asian violence, I mean, Asians are statistically, um, amongst the lowest. That's uh, what I would think. Yeah. Amongst the lowest groups in terms of violent crime. But, uh, you know, statistically it happens within, within your community. Oh, so.
0: well, I know that I've lived in Kansas city for almost 30 years and black on black crime is a real thing. And it happens in Kansas city almost every day. Yeah.
2: Probably so, literally every day, actually. <laughs> before we
0: got the uh, details on what happened on Saturday – um, liberals love to jump out in front of these stories and attach race to it. And we've talked about the liberal playbook many times. And play number one is it's racist. So see Chuck Schumer, the majority leader of the Senate, and uh, Adam Schiff, congressman from California, who won't be on any important committees because he's been kicked off. Um, and they
2: both are hollering race from the get go. Yeah, they don't know anything, and they're hollering race. Uh, Schumer's tweet. Uh, we must stand up to bigotry and hate wherever they rear their ugly heads and we must keep working to stop gun violence. I mean, it's sort of generic, but you know what he's getting at. There was another uh, congresswoman from Wisconsin that got even more to the point jumping ahead of the, the story. She said, this tragedy is beyond hate. We are broken as a nation to have to, ma- to have mass shootings and white supremacy reign terror.
0: Just ridiculous. You know, um, Hillary Clinton famously said once, We're going to wait patiently until all the facts come out. I don't even remember what the story was about. But they don't wait patiently for anything anymore. They just jump to the conclusion. They get in the headline, and then they get ahead of the story, and they look like complete, utter idiots, which is what they are. So there you go. Uh, Asian on Asian. And, of course, uh, Biden likes to go, I'm going to get an assault rifle ban. I did it before. I'm going to do it again. (laughs) Yeah, and kind then, of a movie your way You can't even script a movie
2: like what we're going through right now. Well, this happened in California, right? The shooting that you're talking about? Yeah. so there's Both a, of them. Yeah, there's a clip that uh, we watched before we started recording. And this is Gavin Newsom the doing next a president. TV interview <laughs> about gun violence. Yeah, I mean, the, the
1: Second Amendment's becoming a suicide pact, it feels like. I mean, it's just... Uh, you know, and that's the only question the community wants. How do you get it? What about I mean, Just what about our kids? notice something here.
2: I'll pause it in a minute.
1: What more can we do?
2: Okay. So he's talking about gun violence yeah. walking the streets of presumably L.A. or San Diego or somewhere. There's him. There's the reporter. Gun? Gun? Yeah. Gun. Guaranteed. Well, let's give him the
0: benefit of the doubt. Perhaps maybe they're rubber bullets and they've been, you know, coached to shoot him in the
2: leg or wing them. Yeah. This, this, guy, this guy probably just knows, like, jujitsu or something. He's just yeah. like a martial arts wizard. He doesn't have a gun. Well,
0: this is the guy, <laughs> you know, we're going to get to whether the Democrats are pushing Joe out or not, but this is the guy who actually went to the White House when Joe wasn't home and was, like, measuring the drapes. Yeah. I mean, he wants to be the next president, and he. there are a bunch of them on that side who are just hoping against hope that Biden doesn't run yeah. because they want to run in 2024. Yeah, 100%. He's one of them, for sure. 100%. And, you know, if you want the rest of the country to be like California, that's the guy you ought to vote for. And if, if I ran against him for president, I would hammer that line over and over again. You want the rest of the country to be like California? Be my guest. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, if you want to send a letter or, or whatever, um, the postage price is going up in America. Remember when they took the number off the stamp? You mm-hmm. know, now it's the forever stamp. Um, and we bought a bunch of them because we knew that this was coming. Uh, First-class postage now moves from $0.60 cents to 63 And the Postal Service says expect price hikes twice a year moving forward through infinity. The, the, just, twice a year. They're just going to keep increasing it. Now, here's my question about the mail in general. Do you send mail, Kurt? I mean, you're a younger guy. Do you send a letter? Uh, very rarely. Yeah. Um. I, I don't even pay my bills through the mail anymore. I pay all my bills online. Mm-hmm. Do you pay your bills online? Yep. So what's the point? I mean, perhaps the silver lining in all of this might be that the people who send you junk mail will be priced out of the market. <laughs> Think about that. It costs too much to send this stuff, so they'll just keep calling my phone. I'll keep getting scam likely on my phone. I just you know, delete those phone calls, but it's going up. It's going to go up
2: and up and up and up. I get more mail than I, uh, send. Uh, Like for example, oh, I do too. I think everybody does. Yeah. I I do like getting bills in the mail because I get emails about bills and then I'll read the email. It'll be like, I'll be at work or something and I'll forget about it. So when I get it in the mail, It's like a physical thing that I put on my desk and it's a reminder. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I have older relatives that send birthday cards and stuff like that. But that's about it, really. I don't really send anything ever.
0: No, I really don't either. Uh, And I definitely wouldn't send anything with a rainbow banner on it because it's just – it's not my thing. I'm more (laughs) of a red and gold guy for the Chiefs, a blue guy for the Royals and all that. I don't ever mix all those colors together. They just look hideous together. Uh, We take you to Rainbow Night with the Philadelphia Flyers of the NHL. Um, a hockey player who plays for the game. He's got a long Russian name. I, I can't pronounce it. Uh, can you?
2: Uh, Ivan pravarov pravarov Yeah.
0: yeah. So know. anyway, he decides on, um, what was it, Pride Night? Pride Night. Yeah. They were going to do these rainbow warm-up jerseys, which were just hideous. And, and this guy is a very religious guy. And he didn't make a big deal out of it, Kurt. He didn't, like throw a big temper tantrum or anything, he just didn't go out with the team to warm up.
2: Yep, and here's the video of him explaining himself. Everybody, I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Any, uh,
1: like
3: I said, that's all I'm going to comment on that. Um, If you have any hockey questions, I would would answer
2: those.
0: Can I ask a couple of hockey questions? I have a couple. Um, He's got a scar on his cheek. I'd love to know how he got that, probably in a fight. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if he has all of his natural teeth. Are they all yours? I feel like most hockey players have lost some teeth. Yeah, they have. (laughs) Of course they fight. You know, the the old joke is, you know, you went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. Right. Um, So the tolerant left, Kurt, the tolerant left who says you should be able to express yourself any way you want, um, they've gone after this guy. Yeah. Yeah, they really have. I heard a couple of people want to run him out of the country.
2: uh, Oh, there's the jersey. Ridiculous,
0: Again, this is why you need to see it on YouTube and Rumble and all that. Uh, We love all the folks who listen to the podcast. And if you're just listening to it, you should Google the pride jersey that the Flyers wore in warm-ups. It wasn't the game jersey. It was the warm-up jersey.
2: Oh, so they didn't actually wear it for the game?
0: No, he came out to play the game. He's a professional. He just said, you know, you're going to run these out for the warm-ups. I think I'll sit this one. I
2: mean, is there more of an obvious virtue signal than wearing a different jersey for warm-ups than you do during the game? It's all about virtue signaling. But, yeah, here's here's the clip that uh, was going viral. uh, Some sports reporter uh, complaining about... He's obviously Canadian. Yeah. Check out his accent. The National Hockey League... Need to
0: attack this and figure this out. Out. Because what I heard last night was offensive and didn't make any sense. Because, for instance, if that was a military night, okay? Right. If anyone in Canada or in the States on a military appreciation night wouldn't wear a jersey pregame, do you have any idea the uproar that would have happened on that? Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea the backlash? Do you have any idea what happened on social media? It's, it's, it's ridiculous what would happen. Well,
3: look, it was just a minute ago we were talking about the uproar that was happening with FIFA fever, where it's, if you were seen with so much as yeah. a rainbow anywhere, you had to fear for your life, imprisonment,
0: oh, or death.
2: On, yeah. Seriously. Well, that happens so, in, Iran, we hang, I, I, I yeah, in Iran. They hang hang gays from tall buildings in Iran. Are you this
0: done not with not this now? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, the same left that is excoriating this guy when NFL players were kneeling for the national anthem. Thank you. Thank you. Is that what you were going to say? Uh, yes, I mean, they were like, "Oh my God, this is awesome! This is amazing that we can be such a wide, big tent in this country, and everybody's belief is is you know applauded and represented." And you know, um, were people like me pissed that they were kneeling for the national anthem? Absolutely. Did they get run out of the country? No.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's that that's that's one of the two obvious uh, responses to this, and the other one is like it. How ridiculous is it to compare reverence and respect for the military to being forced to uh, celebrate somebody's sexual preference, like two dudes banging? That's what that is. That's That's what That's what they're trying to celebrate. Exactly. It's like... These two things have, are not remotely the same. Like, how could you possibly make that comparison? It's the most ridiculous comparison ever, and it's why it's so silly that they're doing this in sports and in the National Hockey League. It's like, oh yeah, what's, we're we're a professional hockey team. You know, what we need we need to like show our support for for you know gay dudes. It's like, what does that have anything to do with hockey? It's ridiculous. Virtue signaling, and you know,
0: the guy was so calm and everything, and and. I I, probably how this happened was a reporter noticed he wasn't out there on the ice and thought, well, you know, maybe he's injured or something. And so they asked and he said, you know, it's pride night. It's not my thing. It's, you know, goes against my religion. So I just sat that one out. And this guy's going off like, you know, that he burned a cross. Yeah, exactly. It's just it it just doesn't match, uh, I guess, the intensity. Um, Much like Mount Rushmore, which has been there forever and ever and ever. And presidents of both parties, Kurt have gone to Mount Rushmore, given speeches. You let Donald Trump go there one time, and then all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. It's been <laughs> since the Donald Trump speech up there, right? Mm-hmm. And since that time, one of the things Biden has done is they don't shoot off fireworks on the 4th of July there anymore. Mm. Did you know that? No. That is a It's a national park, so it's controlled by the federal government, and they don't want to call any attention to it. So no fireworks on the 4th of July, and there are people out there who want the thing destroyed, um, and, and now the Republicans are stepping in, at least, you know, they've got one house of Congress and they can talk about it at least that, uh, they want to save Mount Rushmore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, everyone's saying, you know, this is stolen land. These people were terrible slave owning POSs, blah, 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 all the same talking points over and over again. And they just have no respect for American history. They have no respect for the great men that created this country and, uh, you're right. I mean, it was when Donald Trump gave his speech, and which was a great speech, great speech, one of the best hmm. uh, at Mount Rushmore. He had the Blue Angels fly over, yeah. and uh, just a great, you know, show of uh, American patriotism. Which, of course, to the left is an entirely foreign concept. Well, let's
0: so. look at Mount Rushmore. You've got George Washington, slave owner; Thomas Jefferson, not only slave owner but slave banger; um, <laughs> and then you've got uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Republican. Yep. Um, and you got Abraham Lincoln, the first Republican president. Yep. I, I'd shut the damn thing down, too. Yeah. What the hell? All right. Uh, so enough on that? Sure. Okay, fine. Um, the debt ceiling debate is going on right now, and this happens every time. The Congress before spends all this money, the bill comes due with the next Congress, and, you know, the Democrats' hair is on fire because, you know, Republicans want to try and hold their feet to the fire— on spending. And they want to tie spending to raising the debt ceiling, which makes a hell of a lot of sense, don't you think? Mm-hmm. The debt is at 31 trillion dollars and growing every day. And the Democrats are like, no, we just need to do that. In fact, um there are a group of Democrats out there who want to do away with the debt ceiling altogether. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. They're right there. I think so. I'm choking on it. Um, yeah, they want to do away with the debt ceiling altogether. Why the hell not? I mean, you know, just keep printing more money. You know, we got reparations to take care of. We got, you know, um, college loan we got to retire. Um, they get me at mortgage retirement. You know, when, when they want to come and give me some money for my mortgage, that's where they get me to. And don't forget, Kurt, 10% kickback to the big guy. You always have to remember that. So yeah. this is going to be a battle that's going to go forward. There's going to be a lot of talk about it. At the end of the day, Republicans don't want to be seen as the people who shut the government down. Because America is bipolar. You get that, right? Mm-hmm. America is bipolar. Because there are a lot of people like you and me who say it's insane to be $31 trillion in debt. It's, it's just insane. It's insane to run... Uh, multi-trillion dollar deficits every year and just keep building that debt and building that debt. But the bipolar part comes in. There's a big majority of this country who likes the free shit that they get.
2: Yeah, and they, and when push comes to shove, they're not really going to do anything about it. They're going to f- cave to the narrative of, oh, well, you don't want the government to shut down, do you? Oh, and well, and we, we'll we do whatever you want. Sorry. <laughs> you know, we
0: had John Daney on the show um, when he was running for Congress in the 6th District in Missouri, uh, and he reached out to me, and we could talk about this down the road. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it now, but he's behind a, a concept called the debt jubilee. Are you familiar with that at all? Not at all. That's basically where you wipe it clean. hmm uh, he said it goes back to like you know medieval times when a new king would come in, they would just wipe out the debt and start over. How does that work though? I have no idea, but but that's that's a concept called the debt jubilee, and there are people behind it, and we can explore it further down the road. Uh, I, I mean, my question would be, what about
2: the people holding the debt? Yeah, I mean, you can't just wipe out debt with a wave of your hand, I don't really know how that would work, but it's it's like this whole idea that like money isn't real if the government's spending it instead of you spending it. Like we had somebody, our favorite liberal on our Facebook page, you know who I'm talking about. He's probably not listening right now, but he commented on your post on Facebook about the debt ceiling. And he's like, if we, if we need to address spending in the government, we need to cancel the Trump uh, corporate tax cut because that's the problem. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. So if we're going to cut spending in the government, the answer to cut spending is to give us more of your money so we can spend more. What? It doesn't it's like, make any sense. It's, like, it's just totally circular logic, and these people will make any excuse to not actually address the problem, which is the government spending too much on dumb shit that nobody wants. Right. You know? Well, you know, we talked about it
0: early on in the podcast. I mean, my feeling on the whole thing is let's determine what the government ought to do. Let's agree to what the government ought to do, and then how are we going to pay for it? Um, We're using the tax code for social engineering. You know, it's 80,000 pages long. Um, You know, uh, why do we need all these taxes? And, you know, they keep talking about how we're going to make the rich pay more, make the rich pay more. Now, California basically is going to tax people who leave the state. Did you see that? That's one of the headlines today. Um, they're just going to keep taxing and keep taxing because uh, one of the plays that the Democrats run all the time is somebody else has something that you don't have, and that's That's not fair. And, And they've gotten people to buy into that. And what people don't understand, because I hate to say it this way, Kurt, but there are people in this country who are just stupid and can't see two jumps ahead. Because they don't see that when you really sock it to the rich, you end up getting screwed in the long run. Yeah. Because shit rolls downhill. I mean, that's a concept I learned as a young child. Shit rolls downhill. <laughs> and if you tax the billionaire, the billionaire's going to send it right on down the hill. Yep. And ultimately, it's the little guy who gets hit. Yeah, I
2: mean, look at the price of eggs, look at the price of gas, it's look Russia's at inflation. Fault. Russia, yeah. <laughs> Russia, Russia,
0: Russia. It's yeah. just—it's crazy. Nation's capital. man, we're going to visit that uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, my good friend Mark Alford, who now represents the 4th District in Missouri, got us a um, congressional tour of the Capitol. We're nice. going to go see that over Memorial Day weekend. Define us. Am I included in that? Uh, I don't know. Get a plane ticket. Come along. <laughs> uh, it's, it's me, the wife, and little Lord Fauntleroy, who is graduating from the eighth grade. And I did that with all of my kids. I took them to D.C. when they graduated What's eighth What's the grade. weekend, you said? Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Is that the one in May? Uh, yes. Okay. That is the one in May. <laughs> Thank you, Kurt. That was awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, we're going to Washington, D.C. We're going to see all the sites. I just hope to God that we don't get any violent crime because now Washington, D.C.'s city council, overriding their liberal mayor who thought this was a bridge too far, is reducing the penalties on pretty much every crime that you can imagine, including getting shot. If if I shoot you, Kurt, and you don't die, the maximum penalty I can get in the District of Columbia is four years in jail. Mm-hmm.
2: Is that not crazy? That is very crazy. I wonder what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> Gee, again, this America needs to start thinking like two, three jumps ahead and ask probing questions for God's sake, and and stop just uh, taking the bait every time the liberals put it on a hook and put it in front of you. Mm-hmm. It
2: just, uh, it just drives me crazy. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean. We're seeing this across the country, though, right? It's not just D.C. It's Kansas City. It's oh, yeah. New York. It's Chicago. Absolutely. It's California, certainly. It's <laughs> so. Uh, this yeah. is what happens. Elections have consequences, as Barack Obama
0: so famously said, and it's true. When you let people who think this way
2: run your government, this is what happens. Yeah. And talk to any uh, law enforcement, especially like people higher up in law enforcement, about this, and they'll tell you— I mean, if they're being candid, at least, if they're not uh, afraid for their jobs or whatever, they'll be very honest and they'll tell you that they are their hands are tied and there's not much they can do because they catch somebody, they have to go through all this paperwork, you know, which takes hours and hours to fill out. They send somebody to jail and then they're out the next day or within, you know, a couple weeks. So, of course, you know, this is the the natural result. You look at recidivism rates for violent crime. Uh, people come out of jail and commit violent crimes again. There was a crazy story I saw which I'm not going to go off on too much of a tangent, but some guy, uh, I forget where it was, but he went to jail for killing this lady's mom. She uh, became sympathetic for him, went and visited him in jail, said, you know, she forgave him, uh, lobbied for his release. He got out of jail. She offered to house him. He stayed with her and then killed her. So that's what you get. I mean, You know, this is a serious problem. We need to start taking crime seriously.
0: I don't even know if I should mention this or not. I'm going to. What the hell? I don't really care whether I get it or not. Um, The governor asked me to interview with a couple of his staff members, Governor of Missouri, um, to be on a commission for the 16th Circuit Court District in Missouri, which covers Kansas City about you know interviewing judges. The Missouri plan is the governor gets to appoint two people, the bar appoints two people, and there's a fifth person. I can't remember where that comes from. But then these people submit names to the governor after they've agreed on them, right? So I interviewed with these folks in downtown Kansas City, and, and I told them what I believe. we got a serious crime problem. We keep turnstiling these defendants back out on the street. You talk about recidivism. Re- I can't even say that word. Recidivism. Is there that it? Go. Recidivism. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and I told them, as I've told you on this podcast, that it all starts with temporary tags being allowed to expire. <laughs> and it's the broken windows theory. And I told yeah. them that. It's like, you know, we need judges who are going to be tough on crime, yeah. who are going to follow the law and sentence violent criminals to jail time, hard jail time, yeah. within the constraints of the law. And if the law needs to be changed, the legislature needs to get to work on that. And they kept wanting to come back to you know, civil litigation and all that, and does that make a business not want to locate here? I said, you know what? If I had a big business, I'd look at the crime rate in Kansas City and say hard pass. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean the first two things you're going to look at are the safety of the neighborhood that you're trying to do business in and the taxes, or the cost of doing business. Yeah. You know, you're you're right. not going to be thinking about oh, am I? Am I? What's the civil? Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> lawsuit situation there. I mean, that's... they said, well, how would you
0: know if you were interviewing a judge? And
2: I said, I'd just know. I'd look him in the eye,
0: right? Yeah. And I'd know whether they were tough on crime or not. Yeah. Or some wuss that goes, I don't know. Little Johnny had an unfortunate upbringing. Let's give him a seventh chance to shoot somebody. <laughs> I mean, I, and I use that voice too. I mean, they looked at me like I'm not going to get this. Because they were looking at me like, oh, my God, what kind of a Nazi are we interviewing? But, um, yeah. So I had fun with it. If I get it – and I told them at the end of it, I said, "I, you know, I can interview people and and uh, I've got a bullshit detector that will go off if they're bullshitting me. If I can help you guys, I'm glad to do it. And if not, I understand completely. That's where I left it with them. So I probably won't get it. I'm not like a career politician and like Joe Biden, mm-hmm. which takes us right into DocuGate. And I, I – it's I'm taking a deep breath here because Joe Biden went on sixty minutes and excoriated Donald Trump. I just can't imagine what he was thinking. This is um you know, Biden talking to the interviewer. It's like just irresponsible. How could he be so irresponsible? And now
2: it's like, Kurt, it's like drip, drip, drip. Yeah, every I mean, day. What is there, five or six different locations every now day. that they found stuff in? Yeah. And it's so easy because I mean the the obviously the double standard is in full effect because all that he has to do or his team has to do is say oh well we didn't know about it and everyone goes oh okay they didn't know about it you know I mean do you think that would work for Donald Trump of course not they course raided his not. house
0: and have we heard anything on the on the documents taken out of Mar-a-Lago I've heard like squat
2: out of that not since this story broke I'll tell you that much.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd kind of like to know what was in those documents. And and I really think we ought to have a standard. Now, again, there, there are major differences to this. Donald Trump was president. Joe Biden was not president. Joe Biden wasn't even vice president when some of these documents ended up in his house. Mm. He was a senator. Mm. How does that happen? Yeah. And yet, if you go to the Quinnipiac poll, is that what you have pulled up now? Yep. Okay. The Quinnipiac poll basically says, depending on whether you lean left or right is how you view this story.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I don't have the actual graph of the poll, but according to Quinnipiac, Republicans 84 to 5 and independents 60 to 24 think Biden handled the documents inappropriately, while Democrats are split with 41 percent saying they think Biden handled them appropriately and 38 percent saying they think he handled them inappropriately. I mean, it's the same exact thing as what we saw with Joy Behar the clip that we played last week, where she basically just came out and said, well, we like Joe Biden, he's nice, and Donald Trump is a mean liar, so it's different.
0: (laughs) I guess so. Um, But, you know, one of the places they found the documents was uh, over a steakhouse in Washington, D.C. that was funded, apparently, by the Chinese, the Penn Biden Center. Mm. Why would China care about, you know, documents, classified documents? I can't even imagine that.
2: Or why would China fund the Penn Biden Center? Well, yeah. yeah. Or, mean, or it's like, why would China fund the Clinton Global Initiative? Yeah. It's the Quid same thing. pro
0: quo. Yeah. That's a Latin phrase for if you do this, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. So, Antony Blinken, who is our Secretary of State, did not know this. He was the managing director of the Penn Biden Center before he joined the administration, and he's just as shocked as you are.
1: You were for two years the managing director of the Penn Biden Center. And just ask if you are aware of any reason why classified documents would have been packed and brought there while you were there, and whether you would be available for an interview if the special counsel requests. Uh, The short answer is no. Uh, Just as you heard from President Biden uh, about a week ago, I was surprised to learn that there were any government records taken to the uh, the Biden Center. I had no knowledge of it uh, at the time. the White House, of course, has indicated that uh, the administration on your is face. cooperating fully with the review that the Justice Department has undertaken, and I, of course, would cooperate fully with, uh, with that review myself. Yeah.
0: You know, as more and more of this is happening... Democrats on Capitol Hill are turning on President Biden. Um, Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, he was forced to eat that shit sandwich that was the, um, the you know the bipartisan infrastructure bill, right mm-hmm. He was he had to eat that. In fact, they made him stand right next to Joey B when they signed the deal and he gave him the first pen. So you think Joe Manchin's not loaded for bear when it's time? Joe Manchin on Meet the Press.
1: Well, I mean, it's just hard to believe that that uh, in the United States of America we have a former president and a current president that basically in the same situation. How does this happen? You know, I'm not if, really the I same can situation. Tell you, Chuck, but, is when I go into okay. the skiff with the secured documents, they always ask, "Are you clean when you walk out?" Yeah. They want to make sure you're not carrying anything out. You know, and it might be a mistake. You might just put it in your other papers, but sure. you double-check right there. So that uh, to be held accountable and responsible is what we all are.
0: Yeah. And so to put those. In the, the drip that came out yesterday that caught my attention was some of the documents go back to when Joe Biden was a senator from Delaware. And, and I saw several senators and congresspeople on various news channels yesterday, most of them Democrats, quite frankly, who were talking about how when they look at secured documents, and they do, if you're on the Intelligence Committee, you're going to look at secured documents. You do it in a secured area of the Capitol, the SCIF, as they call it. And, you know, some of the Congress people were saying, you know, they're very serious about this. They take your phone away when you go in and they check you when you go out. So how in the world did Senator Joe Biden get classified documents back in the day? And, and why has he had them
2: all this time? I think those are good questions, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, yeah, the, there's obviously going to be a process here. Um, and how did they get out of there? I don't I have no idea. I mean, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes, you know, that we don't know about. Um, Well, and to your point
0: about the differences involved here, um, Donald Trump was the president of the United States. They were his documents. He had the power to declassify them. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden, when he left the Obama administration, had zero power to declassify anything and had no business with any classified documents. But now you go back even further. I mean, this is how arrogant they are. They're arrogant. It's like the rules don't apply.
2: Yeah, no, of course, and and they know that they, Biden's team knows that he can just be like, oh well, he didn't know about it, and it's going to basically be a pass for most people, and that's the strategy that Corrine Jean Pierre, the press secretary, mm-hmm. has had for the past three weeks. However long this story has, uh, you know, been around, and she keeps being asked about it, and she keeps saying, well. He said he didn't, he didn't know about it. We're doing everything, you know, by the book. He said he didn't know about it. We're doing everything by the book, and that's her only answer. Well, no, she, the
0: other answer is the president takes this very seriously. Right,
2: right, right, right. Which yes.
0: you could make into a drinking game. Yeah. I mean, she said it so many times. And, yeah. you know, I was thinking this before I saw this clip with Matt Gaetz, uh, the congressman from Florida, um, because this story was broken by CBS News. Not exactly a friend to the right, Correct. So CBS News broke the story about the Biden documents. Is there something going on here? Are Democrats looking at this guy going, oh, my God, we're going to have to run with this guy at the head of the ticket in 2024? And uh, Matt Gaetz um, was on Fox News and summed it up this way.
3: Well, things in Washington aren't always what they seem. Consider this. It was Joe Biden's Democrat personal lawyer that was rummaging around his stuff, looking for what, evidence of a crime that his septuagenarian client committed nine years ago? And then he alerts the Democrat staff at the White House that does the absolute worst thing you could possibly do. They sat on the information. They should have diffused the Trump matter and then inoculated themselves in the process. Then the moment this is leaked to CBS, you have the Democrat body. Biden Department of Justice appoint a special counsel. And now the big tell is that even Joe Biden's strongest allies in the Congress, like Senator Coons, are saying that they approve of the appointment of a special counsel to criminally investigate the president. Maybe the deep state and a lot of these Democrats have figured out that they'd rather roll with Gavin Newsom than Joe Biden. The Republicans might not even have to help the Democrats take out their trash.
0: See, and that is such a great line. So I wanted to conclude this segment with is it better to impeach or let this be the top story every day? You're asking me? Yeah. Um, because the know. the Republicans in the House have the power to impeach. I don't think it would go anywhere in the Senate. Uh, and there was a school of thought, well, you impeached our guy twice, so we're going to impeach your guy at least once. Um, and it wouldn't go anywhere in the Senate anyway. Um, so if he was impeached and, let's say, removed, and then you'd have Kamala Harris and you'd have the former President Joe Biden Um, and the story would go away. You know that, right? So this now is the front burner every day that we're going to be dealing with. And, you know, there's an old adage, when your opponent is killing themselves,
2: don't throw them a rope. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the story is going to go away either way eventually. And people will forget about it because the American I don't know, voters have, you know, low IQ and short attention span. Right, the
0: attention span of a gnat. But right now you've got the media. The media thinks, you know, they've, they've been misled here. They're pissed. It's not just Fox News. Mm-hmm. You go in that briefing room every day and Corrine Jean-Pierre – and I feel sorry for her. I really do because she's not getting any help from the she administration. She has the hardest
2: job in Washington.
0: It's a tough job. Yeah. And, and now – ABC and CBS and in Washington Post and all these other liberal publications feel like they've been handed a load of horse shit and they're pissed about it. So it is going to be the story for a long time here, every day. And what Biden tried, and that's why I think there might be a little conspiracy afoot here with uh, the Democrats because he wanted he wanted to come off the midterm where they didn't do as badly as they thought, right? Yeah. And he's had some things kind of go his way, and he wanted to announce for reelection. Mm-hmm. And now this mm-hmm. which pushes it back and pushes it back and pushes it back.
2: Yeah, I mean, as far as the impeachment thing, I think there's certainly grounds for impeachment if you know this all comes out that he illegally handled these documents and things like that. But it's become such a political process. And it is in in, in some sense by its nature a political process, but there has to be some legitimate reason to try and impeach a president. You no, there just... doesn't. It's a political procedure. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying Based on like decorum of how government is supposed to operate, you know, you shouldn't just be. I'm not saying legally you can't do that. I'm just saying you shouldn't uh, just on a whim because you don't like the cut of his jib or whatever. Trump
0: shouldn't have been impeached either, Tom. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Of course. Of course. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, And there is something to be said about, you know, political retribution. If you're going to impeach our guy, then we'll impeach your guy. If you're going to just muddy up the water and make every, you know, president uh, that you don't like be impeached because you know. I mean, I will put $100 on it right now. The next Republican president will be impeached if there's a Democrat Congress. I they'll find some reason that they don't like him. They'll try and impeach him because they do that every time now. I mean, that's just going to be the path moving forward. It so, cheapens it. Yeah. But, I mean, if that's if, if we're mudslinging, then maybe we're just mudslinging. If they're slinging mud at us, maybe we need to start slinging mud back. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I think it.
0: while the circular firing squad is going on, we should just sit back and watch. Yeah,
2: that's, that's a good point,
0: too. kind of my point on that. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next uh, segment here. Uh, well, I don't even know where we are time-wise. We, we knew it was going to be a long episode. Yeah,
2: we're at 47 minutes. All right, right, we'll just
0: buckle in. Uh, because when I was a kid growing up, we used to have these uh, books that would come with like a little 45, right? It would tell a story, and, you know, when you heard the, you know, you turned the page or whatever. you familiar mm-hmm. with those? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Not with the 45s. but Well, yeah. we had 45s when I was a kid. Yeah. And one of my favorites was Hans Christian Andersen's The Emperor's New Clothes. Are you familiar with the story? Uh-huh. That basically, you know, the emperor is walking around naked and nobody will tell him. You know, they just say, oh, my God, I love the new suit. Man, it looks awesome. Um, our emperor, our president, has no clothes. And, and now people are starting to notice, even on the left— um, he gave a speech at Al Sharpton's Action Network, which is just – I mean, you talk about a fleece job. Uh, Al Sharpton is the biggest separator of the races who is invested in the separation of the races and for us to be at each other's throats. He had, a, he had a speech that was bizarre. It was all over the map. Um, he lectures cops, gun owners, insurance companies, and really, Kurt, his staff – when he goes off-prompter and he takes like the, the, you know, the, the handheld mic, right? Uh-huh, right, like a stand-up comedian, when he gets away from the podium <laughs> there and he's got his stand-up mic, they must shit their pants. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, what's he going to say now?
2: He would make a great stand-up comedian, I think, but not for the normal good yeah. reasons. <laughs> so
0: Do we have the first one lined up here? This because is the insurance. Bob Watson, place. I hope you're listening.
1: If you live in one of those neighborhoods and you have the same exact car I have in the other neighborhood, you pay more for your insurance in that side. No basis for it. None at all other than you're black.
0: Okay. So, I don't know, Bob. Do you really change people's rates depending on whether they're white or black? Mm -hmm. I mean, I just don't think that's the case. And when you need your insurance, whether you're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, maybe you're an alien from another planet. Perhaps you're a Vulcan who has discovered Earth for the very first time, and you want to drive a car. Well, Bob Watson's the guy you need to call. 816-229-7878. Surprisingly great rates, and I doubt, seriously. I mean, I haven't investigated Bob, but I doubt, seriously, that Bob or State Farm discriminate because you're black. <laughs> I mean, that's how he says it, Kurt. Yeah, yeah. Because you're
2: black. Well, that's how he said it when he said... Uh, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. You ain't black <laughs> because I'm at one with the black people. Yeah. And the coded language there is if you're black, yeah. you got to vote Democrat. Oh yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah.
0: So what else you got from this? Okay. Speech?
2: This one you haven't seen yet. I wanted okay. to, I wanted to save this so we could get a genuine reaction. Cause this is just so good. This is maybe my favorite Biden clip ever.
1: Congratulations today. The honorees, uh, including your wife, uh, who I understand, uh, is it birthday today? Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Oh, no. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alan. <laughs> happy birthday to you.
3: Oh, my God. Well, <laughs>
0: I hadn't seen that clip.
2: Yeah. All
0: right. Isn't that great? Yeah. Well, this was the same speech where he was, we played the clip earlier in the podcast where he was talking about, you know, if you're a cop, why do you got to kill somebody? (laughs) Why you got to kill somebody?
2: It's just so funny. And it's like... It's relatable, right? Because, I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all been there where you're at a party or you're at the restaurant. You know, you're at Outback Steakhouse and they come out and start singing happy birthday. And you're like, happy birthday, dear. Yeah. But it's like you got to do something. I mean, you forgot her name. At least like. Take the mic and, like, point it to the audience. Oh, like, yeah, you guys. Happy birthday,
3: dear. Yeah. <laughs> but well, he just,
2: like, holds the mic. Happy birthday, dear. <laughs> my
0: my f- favorite clip goes back to when he was a senator running for president. Probably the first time. This is probably back in the 80s. He was in Missouri. And he's you may be familiar with the clip. And it's like, you know, Chuck Long, uh, state senator is here. Stand up, Chuck. And then I always throw in. He's in a wheelchair, sir. Oh my God, what am I thinking? Let's all stand up for Chuck. That's like he's gotten so many over the years and now he's like this eighty year old man who's president of the United States. That's just crazy. Well, here's
2: another one from yeah. the same speech. Okay, go.
1: And ban the number of bullets and go in a magazine. There's no no need for any of that. I love my right wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. I mean, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an R-A-R-15. A-R,
0: R-A, whatever. Yeah, well, Martin Luther King Day, of course, uh, Joey B. was visiting black churches because that's what you do.
1: <laughs> Unless, say, one thing to rest, I may be a practicing Catholic. I used to go to 7.30 Mass every morning in high school and then in college. Before I went to the black church, ooh, not a joke. Andy knows it's this. Not a
2: joke. Not it's a joke. Not a joke. Was Corn Pop there? Maybe it's he was like trying to, you know, buddy up with Corn Pop. It's so much not a joke that this is how comfortable he is in the black church. Okay,
0: this is you got to have the video going here for this because he's with Raphael Warnock at Warnock's church, probably in Atlanta, right? The Ebenezer Church. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> He's probably, you know, if he went to 7:30 mass every day, he's probably thinking Sister Mary Esther's about to knock half these people in the head cuz you're not allowed to make noise. Oh! Ooh, ooh.
2: Ooh. Yeah. His face.
0: And here's the other thing, you know, he's such a great practicing Catholic and all that. How does he square the fact that he's so supportive of abortion? But that's another story yeah, wow. for another day. Okay, so the emperor has no clothes. You're going to see some things happen very quickly. Ron Klain is out as chief of staff. The dominoes are falling. Others are going to fall.
2: Uh, I can't see Corinne Jean-Pierre
0: in that job very much longer. Can you?
2: No, I mean, but anyone who is in the job is going to have a very tough go of it. So is anyone else really going to be any better? Let's be honest.
0: Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, Jen Psaki's got to be thanking her lucky stars that she got out when she did. The self-inflicted wounds continue. The state of this economy and the state of the country... We voted, we, not we, the country voted for this. You voted for this. If you voted for Joe Biden, you voted for this. And Jamie Dimon at J.P. Morgan Chase, who's a really smart money guy, I'd trust him with my money before I'd trust Joe Biden with it. He predicts the Fed will increase the prime to 5%. Now, that's the prime. What does that mean for you if you're going to buy a house or buy a car? Uh, more expensive. Yeah. So the question is, who's going to finally step in and take the keys away from Grandpa? Who's going to take the nuclear codes away from this guy? (laughs) He has the nuclear codes. All right? Okay. His kingmaker was Jim Clyburn. If you want to blame anybody for what happened here, it's Jim Clyburn. When he stepped in uh, in 2020 – it was 2020, right? I don't know. The last election. Yeah, 2020. He was the guy – who basically secured the nomination for Joe Biden. Uh, and Clyburn is like, nobody else better run at this point. This is Joey B's.
1: Are you confident that President Biden is going to run for re-election? I'm hopeful that he will. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful. Great. He has not asked me, but if he were to ask me, I'll say, run, Joe, run.
2: Yeah. R- run where, man? You know, you know yeah. I, I, I like the bike better, man. Come on. He can't run
0: he's let's face it when he's walking he's kind of shuffling he looks like tim conway on the old carol burnett show in the old man role find a clip of that at some point and watch it uh the old man that tim conway played he is joe biden in 2023 all right before we leave you pop some popcorn uh, if you're on the right pop some popcorn know that we are right on the issues we are right on the issues and let the democrats have the clown car for a while And let America see exactly, you know, stew in your own juices. If you voted for Joe Biden, stew in your own juices. You voted for this train wreck that we have right now. Uh, And it will get better. It can get better. Republicans have the House. Uh, There are a lot of vulnerable Democrats up uh, next time in the Senate side in 2024. And I think we're going to get a Republican president in 2024. So it will get better, but it may get worse before it gets better. Now let's talk football. Because your team is in the Final Four of the NFL, mm-hmm. and my team is in the Final Four of the NFL. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I hesitate to say my team because I'm, I'm very much a fair weather fan. I mean, I'm from Philadelphia. so um, And uh, I got to be with family to watch the Super Bowl the last time the Eagles won in 2018 or whatever it was. And uh, so, yeah, my, I'm 4-4 my, I'm four four on predictions so far, by the way. Uh, you can go check my Facebook okay. page. Right. So I predicted all four of the, the outcomes of the game so okay, far. Okay,
0: well, what's going to happen here? NFC Championship, the uh game. Uh, Eagles the and first 49ers. First game Eagles and 49ers in Philadelphia. Who yep. wins? Eagles. Okay. Uh, I think that's right, because the 49ers have been living on borrowed time with this, you know, Mr. Irrelevant quarterback that they have. The last guy taken in the draft. I mean, no stories ever get written that that guy wins the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with you on that. Philadelphia will win. Now, the second game,
2: the Bengals are visiting the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, this is the big one. I have the Chiefs, just because I'm a Chiefs fan. I have them winning, but... um, this is such, and I said this to you uh, earlier in the week, it's such a consequential game because the Chiefs have lost three times in a row yeah. to to the Bengals, including last year in the same exact scenario uh, at Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is hurt. Uh, he's going to probably play, but maybe be a little bit limited. I think that this game is like maybe the most important game of his career up to this point because... He has been the face of the NFL. He's been certainly the face of the uh, the AFC. The Chiefs have been undisputed number one in the AFC for five years now. And if the Bengals come to Kansas City two years in a row and beat the Chiefs, that storyline is over. I agree. Changes everything.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win that game. I don't think any team can beat Patrick Mahomes four times, even on a bum ankle. And, you know, I was doing the PA for the game, obviously, against uh, Jacksonville. Uh, I saw him limping around after he got hurt. He came out. I thought, well, they're going to keep him out for a while and take a look at it. And then he hobbled back out onto the field. You've got the video here of it. This is the guy. This is the guy, the one-legged man who won the ass-kicking contest at Arrowhead Stadium on Saturday, taking out Trevor Lawrence. Look at the pain in his face. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they finally made him come out because he was hobbling around running the offense – on that ankle, um, Chad Henney comes in. They make Patrick go downstairs and get an x-ray to make sure nothing's broken. I mean, that's what you got to do, right? Right, right. Chad Henney comes into the game, the backup quarterback, who has taken maybe three snaps the entire year. Um, if that. I don't even know if he's played I at all. I think he has. I think I think he had some mop-up duty in a game or two. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Sure. So Jacksonville punts the ball. It ends up on our two-yard line. It died like a, like an egg. I mean, mm. it just... It just died there. Um, So Chad Henney's going to come in. We have the ball on our two-yard line and he engineers a 98-yard touchdown drive. The longest in Chiefs postseason history. Yeah. So, I mean, that's next man up, and that and that's what we, we've got to have. Yeah. So, we'll see. I mean, you know, uh, I was watching Tony Romo over the weekend, and Tony's like, yeah, he went in there and he played on adrenaline. Trust me, by Wednesday, he'll be on crutches, and he won't even play in the game. Tony Romo's starting to piss me off.
2: <laughs> I used to think he
0: had a lot of insight as to what was going to happen on the I like, field.
2: I like his commentary. I mean, as a – Certainly, when I was growing up, when I was actually living in Philly, uh, you didn't like more him of an at Eagles all. Fan, he was the the uh, quarterback of the Cowboys, so we really didn't like him. But yeah, uh, I, I like his commentary. I mean, I think he's very insightful. He also kind of has like a, a natural, like human way of talking. He's very relatable. I think in the way that he speaks. Um, but he, I don't. He didn't. I, I was watching the same clip that you were. I don't think he said that he wouldn't play. He was just saying that it's going to be a big challenge because something like a high ankle sprain uh is happened a lot in football and you can play on it uh you can power through the pain but you know something like a sprain it's typically not when it happens where the pain is is the worst and the the lack of mobility is the worst it's like the day after or the day after that where it kind of starts to like tighten up um where you really start to have problems so today is Tuesday so Mahomes Mm -hmm. is definitely in a lot of pain today and very uh lacking mobility today, and then he's going to hopefully be working up from today through Sunday. Well, yes, Thankfully, the game's on Sunday this right, week, not Saturday. Right. So.
0: Sunday, it's the late game, too, yeah. so I won't be working on Monday. That may affect our podcast schedule. We'll get back to that a little bit later on, but to me, Kurt, this guy has the heart of a lion, mm-hmm. and... Seeing him come back in that game elevated my love for this guy that much more, this city's love for this guy that much more. The fact that when he was x-rayed down below and the second they said – uh, no fracture before they got it out of their mouths. He was out of the training room, back up the steps. He wants to play. You know, you think about, like, uh, what's his name? Kyler Murray mm-hmm. out in uh, Arizona, where they've got to put in his contract that he has to study four hours of game film. Mm-hmm. You will never do that for Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Andy Reid said yesterday he says he's going to play, he's going to play. I would bet money that he will play, and he will give it everything that he's got. He's 27 years old. Can you imagine how great this country would be, Kurt, if more 20-somethings were like Patrick Mahomes?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to be taken off the field in handcuffs if if they're going to take him out, Uh, other other than if he, like, can't walk literally, you know. But uh, if he's in pain, he's going to play through it, and he's going to do the best that he can. And it's really amazing to see, to me, because, like, Growing up on the East Coast, living in Philly, living in the D.C. area, visiting New York. These are like big metropolitan areas. There's a lot of celebrities from there. There's a lot of people that you could point to, say, this guy, you know, we have all these famous people from Philadelphia or whatever. Um, And Kansas City is a little bit smaller, but it's still a big city. I've never seen in my life somewhere, certainly, that I've lived, like one guy be the face of a city as much as Patrick Mahomes is the face of Kansas City, Missouri. And it's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, he's on every billboard. Everyone knows him. He's like the, he's like the guy here and he's proving it with the heart that he, he plays with and with, uh, with his drive to continue and, and win, uh, you know, get to another Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens.
0: Probably in the 70s and 80s, George Brett was that guy yeah. in Kansas City, Yeah, uh, but not even to the level that Patrick Mahomes is. This is his city. He owns part of the Royals. He owns part of the soccer franchise. He owns restaurants the in current, town. Yeah, the women's soccer he, team, yeah. He is invested in this community. Um, I've been the PA guy for the Chiefs for 14 years, wrapping up my 14th season one way or another on um, Sunday – um, and I have never been more proud uh, to call the Chiefs my team, and they are. So as we think about Patrick Mahomes and our Kansas City Chiefs, and again, if you know a 20-something, I mean, you know, Patrick makes a lot of money. He makes half a billion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's his contract. It's insane. I think he plays this game because he loves it. Mm-hmm. So what I always tell my kids, find something you love, be the best at it, and the money will follow and Patrick Mahomes is the poster boy for that. So go Chiefs, and maybe next week when we uh, gather again on Dale Carter's America, we'll have our Super Bowl prediction, and maybe it will be Kurtz Eagles against my Chiefs. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. Until then, this is Dale Carter's America.
1: The views expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media. Comments can be sent to DaleCarter'sAmerica@gmail.com. America at gmail.com. Check back for weekly episodes. Subscribe, spread the word, and give us a five-star review. Thanks for being a part of Dale Carter's America.